Welcome to the Well Workplaces podcast, where we have authentic conversations with health and wellbeing leaders that are on a mission to inspire healthy change in the workplace. I'm your host, Tom Bosner, and today's episode is proudly brought to you by Pinnacle Health Group, Australia's leading corporate wellbeing provider. And I'm joined today by a special guest, Dr. Natalie Flatt. Dr. Natalie Flatt is a clinical psychologist and co-founder of Connect Psych Services, Australia's premier e-counselling provider for workplaces. Nat, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me again. Well, welcome back. It's got to be at least number 20 uh, episode or, or something like that that we've we've done together, but it's awesome to reconnect um, with you after a, a little bit of a, a gap between episodes. And I guess a lot's changed in the, in the world in, in some ways with naturally with time and what's sort of on my mind with, with today's podcast and the reason for inviting you, you back in is to talk a little bit about moderation and sort of ways that people can embrace moderation, given that we're kind of back to, I'll, I'll say, business as usual with our, with our lives and how we're living. Yeah. Do you think that's a, a good, good area to talk about today? I think so, Tom. I think everyone is trying to catch up. It is, I think it's a bit a part of human human nature, isn't it? Is that where we kind of looked or, or what we believed um, was a, a lost time. And, and we hear a lot about that in the news and, you know, how, how our wheels are now turning and, you know, how much we, we need to kind of catch up and how we're on the road to recovery and, and all these kind of messages that, that can lead us to having a, a little bit of an imbalanced life and, and pushing us forward on, on what really feels like a little bit of a fast moving train for many people. So today is probably is good about like, like, how can we just slow that down? How can we, how can we kind of control that train a little bit better, which will then lead to tomorrow being a lot more successful. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I think I'd be interested as well from your perspective with the business that you have with the consultants or the psychologists and counselors, I'm imagining that this would be something that would be almost quite core to the, to the needs of the clients that advice around how to embrace moderation because we do live or a lot of us do live in on the extremes, whether that's, you know, consuming heaps of social media or, or doing a, a boot camp to get really fit because we've put on a few kgs over the last couple of years. Would that be fair? Like, is that, is that part of the core that you might be advising on when, when you're doing counseling and psychology? Obviously it depends on the the condition and yeah no, it, no it's very true and you know stress is is that is that lead isn't it this is you know you know stress is caused by you know how we do what we do what impact we're going to actually put on ourselves what expectations we can put on ourselves and what commitment we're going to be putting in ourselves there and that that's probably what then increases that level of of stress within our body which then can start to impact all other aspects of our life from a personal and also professional perspective there and look it, it's no word of a lie that we've been bombarded with social media. We get bombarded with these images and these individuals that, you know, more is more, you know, that, that, that not that, that Buddhist style less is more, is it more is more, you know, we want to be able to, to have more things. We want to be able to, to do more things. We want to be able to go more places. And why aren't we? You know, why, why, why can't we not do that? Why, why should we, you know, we saw that even a lot during COVID, if we can bring that back and I, I suppose I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of even talking about it myself, but you know, just that, those kind of, those pivoting times where we became the, the, those home bakers, you know, like we even saw that extremists kind of come out in, in those kind of areas through that social media, you know, and now one of the big messages is, you know, like, oh, now we can go out and we can, we can, you know, go back to 
to normal. And, and a lot of people, they're feeling so stressed because of that socialization, you know, and, and, and about being able to, to recreate all those, those, what they believe is those lost memories or those lost moments. But moderation is something that we do actually need and to be able to move into tomorrow to make sure that we are doing exactly what we want to do, but we need to pace ourselves. And moderation, it, it means avoiding, I suppose, those excess and those extremes. You know, those, how many times have we heard about those crash diets where, you know, people can, can starve themselves for, you know, two weeks. And, and what that ends up doing is, well, we hear it over and over again, like it leads to that weight gain. It's because you're putting your body out of, out of balance. It's for the individuals that go, right, I'm going to go and go out five or six days in aerobics. I'm going to, you know, knock everyone over and I'm going to kill 10 birds with one stone. I'm going to invite these people, these people, these people, these people. And then you take a month to recover, you know, like, so this, so extremism is not a, it's, it's, I know we could talk about extremism in many, in many different areas, political areas, but it does come down, you know, to the way we can then behave. Okay. So it's about finding that balance and that's going to be able to provide and, and bring you that greater peace of, of mind. And that peace of mind is going to be able to, to allow you to feel more calm and more in control of your physical and your mental and your emotional well-being. And that's mm. what we are needing <laughs> because that's what actually is what's been rocked the most. So mm -hmm. we just really, we really want to focus on that and we don't, and we want to try and steer away from those extremes because they're not great. Okay. You know, they, they tend to lead to a lot more drama in your life, a lot more conflict. And, and again, that imbalance and, and that's where, you know, it doesn't mean, and, and I think as well, when we talk about moderation, people think, oh, you know, oh, you're only going to go out and, you know, you may only have one drink, but I haven't seen you forever. And, you know, let's go out and have a big night. I'm, you know, I, I know mm. I'm being a little bit cliche, but then when you say, oh, I want to, you know, I want to have, have that little bit of moderation, people think, oh, you're dull. Okay. It's not that at all. It doesn't mean that you don't have fun or you don't treat yourself every now and again. It's just meaning that you're making smart choices that is going to affect you now and then will affect you tomorrow. Because what we know is that restricting ourselves, especially with those crash diets or those extreme boot camps at one end of the scale, it will cause the balance to then flip back in and, and we end up being worse off and putting ourselves through a hell of a lot of pain while we're doing it as well. So trying to find that balance of, of a little bit of not too much of a good thing but a little bit of a good thing because, hey, we are human, is what is going to allow you to have a guilt-free, stress-free um, lifestyle and optimising your well-being. Yeah, that's great. And I th there's so many bad examples of people that are, they've, they've readjusted back to their, their, their old normal selves back, you know, a few years ago, which was, you know, lots of meetings back to back and, and really over committing on the on say their work calendar. What we see in, well, in our business as well is we just see the the um, ability for those people to do that for maybe a month and they'll go hard, you know, really hard and they tend to break down. And we see that in, in physical form as well as the mental um, health side as well. I'm wondering, Nat, from your perspective, what's the impact of that really on the mental health side for those individuals that are going, I guess, on extreme and with their behaviors and the, maybe the hobbies that they're doing where they're over committing themselves? Stress and burnout, Tom. That's what we see in the, in our areas of mainly of all our workplaces. If we were looking at all the data here, we're looking at a huge impact of stress and burnout and burnout then leads to that disengagement, you know, like, and we've got that stress, the stress is, you know, we, we, which we've talked about in other podcasts, which is, is, is creating like an, and, and that overcommitment, that over expectation, that taking on that too much, you know, from a, a social area, from a, um, 
you know, like even from a lifestyle factor area as well. And also even from a materialistic area or from a, you know, technology area, like, you know, it's just about having that too much and that impact that we, that we're losing sight of what we actually want. And so we, we find ourselves again on this very fast moving train that may not be our choice. And when we feel like we're out of control, that's when the stress can then build up. But once it builds up, up and up and up, and then that can actually then start to have that cup overfilled, which then leads to that burnout, which then leads to that disengagement, with it, which then leads us into that, an area of the mental health spectrum that is a little bit, uh, a, a little bit darker, dare we say. Okay. We have been preventing that whole time because we've been in that, I suppose, that COVID space where a lot of the things were quite restrictive. Like when we were dealing, when we were seeing a lot of people that say that, which was really interesting behavioral studies to have a look at, that a lot of the influencers were coming out saying, we're not making any money because there's nothing to influence. And when we were talking um, to other individuals that really had that fear of missing out personality style, they said it was so relieving. I said, isn't that interesting? You put two and two together where the impact of social media wasn't as great. And then the fear of missing out because of the social activities was obviously pulled right back. These people actually felt peace. Mm. And so when we'd work with these individuals, they said, what was the difference there? And then now going back in here and they said that they're quite frightened. They're scared. They're scared that they're going to be influenced again and that they're not going to have any choice. And that's where that impact of mental health is. It's all about trying to be able to create this moderation because then that is about our choice, not about what other, other people think is best for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That makes sense. That fear of missing out and also that feeling that things are out of your control is, is often that, that warning sign to do something about it. I'll, I'll share a quick story in our house, which is sort of embarrassing to share, but it was about a month ago. And I noticed that at about 6 PM, my wife's got two phones. She's got a two, uh, one iPad for work. Yeah. One phone for work as well. And then another iPad for that we've, we've had, we've got, I've got two phones as well, one for work and, and other, and I'm like, and the TV in the room, and I was just like, shit, we've got, if you, if you think about it right now, we've got around, well, there's six devices plus the TV. We've got seven screens that people could potentially be distracted by. And so anyway, not that that was, it wasn't really getting out of control, but it was just something that I noticed that, you know, at certain times we might be grabbing one of those devices and then looking at it. And, and so, yeah, the choice was made or the decision was made to, we needed, we've got a cupboard in our house and we've just put them all in there. That's sort of like the tech thing. Everything goes in there after when we get home and stuff like that. And it's just that small little change that's actually made a, an improvement because we're sort of separating that work side of things, but also for our kids, if they're like, oh, let's, let's grab this and have a look at it. It's like, no, it's not an option anymore sort of a basic example, but if people can intervene with those little things and, and a few of those little changes could make the difference between feeling a bit stressed or, or influenced, as you said, by social media. Not that I follow Kim Kardashian or anything like that or, or care for losing any weight. She lost a lot of weight, didn't she, at the for her important dress for a, an event that I know nothing about. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great point. That's a great example of extremism and so dangerous at the same time. What silly advice. Anyway, so, so if if people are wanting to make those, I guess those, that practice of moderation in their lives, is there anything that you would highly recommend as a starting point just to, just to make or get the cogs turning on that one? 
Absolutely, Tom. Well, I think, look, defining what moderation looks and feels like for you is very important and trying to say, wait, you were so right. Like that is not going to make your decisions. You can make your decisions. And, mm. you know, it's a funny thing. I've got a new, um, person, like a, a, my beautiful, like kind of little pseudo sister is, is pregnant and, you know, just, it, she's, she's gone through a lot of trials to get to this stage, you know, and, and we're nearly at that, I suppose, dare I say that safe mark. I'm saying that in inverted commas. And yeah. I said, the only piece of advice I'm going to give you is to not take anyone's advice. I said, because we get so fixated on everyone else saying what we should be, shouldn't, shouldn't be doing, that that's that level of extremism and which then leads to the stress, which then leads to the guilt that we're not doing something because someone else has told us to do it. Where's your own intuition? And and that's where we really want to be able to get to as well. We want to listen to ourselves and we want to then create what we believe is moderation to be our choice because then that takes away from being the chore. The crash diets are a per personal example, a, a great example. Why are you doing it? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that doesn't seem like a choice at all. That seems definitely like a chore. So even if you actually like take stock of your, your behaviors that you do on a daily or a weekly schedule, and then actually get a piece of paper going, is this my choice or is this more like a chore? And split them, write them down. And it will be very interesting to see from a visual where things are actually lying, like where your behavior is lying, and then seeing to say, well, can I actually eliminate all those? Or how can I make that more of a choice? They're very interesting. I used to be, I, I love, used to love going to the gym pre-COVID. Husband and I would go in the gym and we would literally, like, at, at the door every morning, there would be a timetable when you're going to go, when you're going to go and, mm. you know, and we're going to walk in and then there's going to be massive swap for the kids. We never spoke to each other for two and a half hours every single morning, right? COVID in that, and it was stressful. And that was the way you started the day. And I was like, isn't exercise supposed to de-stress you? But yet we're coming in, we're so pent up with this stress already starting the day. It, it didn't end up being good because the stress, as I said before, that leads to that extremism, leads to that conflict, yeah? Mm. So then when, when COVID hit, we decided, like many people, you know, converting the, the gym into the garage into the gym and we've actually kept it. And this is just so nice. We get it. We have a coffee in the morning together and then we go in and, you know, I do my thing on the TV. He's doing his thing in weights. There's, there's no rushing. There's no changing of guards. There's the kids can come out. They can play basketball. Everyone's a little bit more interactive and we're then talking about our day. So the communication's a little bit better. Then a friend said the other day, she goes, oh, I think you should get into yoga again. Her choice. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fabulous. But I said to her, I said, I couldn't think of anything worse right now, just the way I, where I'm at, to be able to then add a time that I've got to get somewhere in mm. the morning that is apparently supposed to de-stress me. So it's like I've learned that lesson, but not only have I learned it, I'm going to stick by it because that's my moderation. Now that, that clearly wasn't hers, but that's mine. So that's where I really implore people that that's a really good place to start. Is it a choice or is it a chore? But there is also a difference between happiness and satisfaction. Happiness can tend to be a lot more fleeting. Okay. So sometimes you can have to work really hard to, to have that happiness and it, it can be harder to chase it where when you're generally satisfied with your life and then the way you've created that life, you can tend to have those less ups and downs. Now, Sean, if you watch his TED talk and he does a lot of work around the happiness horizon. He would explain that probably far better 
that I can right now. And he's an excellent um, individual, very entertaining to watch. But he's got some really good tips on how you can create that life satisfaction and that purpose rather than chasing that happiness horizon that, that sometimes you never get to or you get to it and then you, you change the bar there. That will then also then, you know, really highlight well, what's going to matter, matter, matter to you most, that purpose alignment. So yeah, so that, that's something that, that did definitely those areas there. Creating that wellbeing routine that works for you. Okay, is really important. And and that's just, you know, like trying to create that again, that consistent sleep pattern is very important for your well-being, which we know and those nutritional benefits and everything. But, you know, even looking at your routine, is it what might be, you might say to yourself, okay, as part of my routine, I'm going to catch up with, you know, three or four people a week. Those three or four people pre-COVID might have been dinners or might have been going out. How could you change that? You know, like what's going to matter to you? Is it actually just seeing them and, and, and talking to them is what matters? Well, what if you could change it up? What if you could go for a walk instead or go for, a, you know, an ocean swim or do something that may be a little bit different? That is, is because you're trying to create that moderation of not, you know, trying to avoid as much drinking as you normally did. So they're trying to be a little bit flexible there. And then again, the communication is the key because they might be trying to, you know, want to find that little bit of moderation, that balance in their life too. And I think that I've always got to add, and again, what we noticed and, and my big takeaway from COVID was that whole Buddhist, that less is more. Mm. We, we all did the Marie Kondo thing. We all, we all found, I found just incredible elation. My husband always says that, gosh, I don't want to stand here too long because I'll be thrown out as well. So, well, watch it. Um, <laughs> it's important because you can find such joy in the things you already have. And that's just something just to, to continually remind, um, ourselves of, you know, I'm not going extreme minimalist here, you know, like again, that leads to that conflict, but what, what's good for you. And again, you know, what, what is going to give you joy and, and how are you going to get joy out of it? Um, there's a lot of work around clothing psychology around that, especially for women. And that's, uh, it, but there's a lot of value in, in that area as well, because again, that's bringing back that level of control. And then it's, then when we have that level of control, we reduce that stress. And when we have that stress, then we're able to, to see a lot more color in our life and look at, you know, what we can then do to create that enjoyment today and also tomorrow. Yeah. Great. I love the idea of choice versus chore. I really like that. I think, I think for a lot of us, the, the whole, maybe the last couple of years has been a great reset opportunity and now. Also from a workplace perspective, I've been chatting with a lot of people that are working and we're working pretty hard and they're trying to figure out that routine around their average week now. And they've got the opportunity to work from home and the office, of course, as a bit of a choice now. So it's really great for my discussions with those types of people has been trying to get that routine and, and consistency around the certain days that you are coming into the office and, and why is, why are you coming in? Is it to socialize and connect and who you're going to connect with. So you're kind of creating that repeatable ideal week when you're at home, maybe have, if you can integrate some of those things around family on those certain days, today's my day at home and I do these types of creative things, but my morning's awesome. I get to drop my kids off and, and also the afternoon as well, I fit in some um, exercise and, and have some mini breaks through the day. So it's quite a, quite a nice day for me. Cause I know that every week, this is what I'm doing. I don't have to like stress about my diary too much because I know that this is, this is the type of stuff that I've committed to and everyone in the business knows that everyone in our team knows that as well. So they know, you know, it's probably not the, the day that I'm going to be heavy in meetings with, with them. So I think if people can create 
from a work perspective, as well as those well-being things is just creating a new structure around how you work that makes you feel good and makes you feel like you're doing, I guess, strength, strength building or strength related activities on the best to match your energy when you're feeling the best to, to then create moderation, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and I know we've spoken about, um, this in, in previous podcasts, but, you know, utilizing that language technique, you know, saying some things out loud, you know, if you, it might have to be like, you might have to do a little bit of work, you know, to, I mean, again, wellness is the discipline of, as I've said many times, but if it's going to benefit you today and also tomorrow, then that's a better choice that you should take, like that said, we've all got, we've all got those crossroads, you know, like, and we all have the option of turning our phone off. Mm. Uh, we all have the option of, of unfollowing those influences that it could be causing us grief or could be making us feel quite inferior. We have that choice. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, a, and, and like you've said previously, that labeling of what you're feeling is, is probably a big part of this. Um, and one other little thing I might just thought of then is the, there's a, there's a thing that you can do with your, with your diary, I guess, so you can kind of color code the types of things that like, cause I think a lot of, a lot of behavioral change starts with a quick audit of what do you do every week and what does it look like? So there's that color coding thing, which is like red, black, and blue. So the red, red tasks are sort of ad mini. They're not really value adding. The black is the strategic work that's high value. And the blue is maybe something that's more development or production type work. And then the green is actually, I, I added another coloring, which is green. So you just get your calendar out and you map those colors all across your week. You make sure you've got lots of green in each day. So there's little green breaks and green means well-being to me. So that's hence the background on this, on this chat now. So green is like your, you know, the time that you are investing in yourself. It doesn't have to be exercise. It could be, um, you know, reading something that you enjoy or something like that. So what you want is less red, not much red or as minimal as you can. Lots of black and blue and, and plenty of green as well, which is really for you. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I have. I think you've spoken mm. about that one before. And I think that's mm. really, that's really anything visuals can be very powerful for so many people. It's just a great way to be able to, for, for that processing to, to occur. But I do, I do want to, you know, like finish off with one last little thing mm. as well is that, you know, it can take a while to, to again, find, find your way and, that, and that's okay. And to create that moderation, it's also being about that self-awareness, but have the self-compassion, you know, and those days where you are sitting in front of the TV and you might've had a really long, you know, a, a, a long week and, and you do have your phone there and you're wanting to flick through things and do, do that with no guilt, you know, to say that's okay. You know, and if it's at the moment, if it's impacting me, if I'm enjoying that, that's all right. Go out on the fancy dinners and, and, and overindulge once in a while. That's okay. You know, that, that, that's probably where we need to, to see if we can find again, that balance, um, because that's also part of life as well is that we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to restrict ourselves and then we don't want to, you know, saturate ourselves. It's, it's again about finding that balance, but everyone's balance is a little bit. Yeah. No, I love it. That personalization. That's a really great point and probably a good note to finish on. Uh, Nat, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to chatting again about another mental health topic in future. Absolutely. Okay. Take care, Tom. Thanks for tuning in to another Well Workplaces podcast. If you've loved the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. The show is produced by Alice Hoyle and is made in my backyard cubby. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events 
and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts and also tell me what you've loved most about the show. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.